She's like a million years old. One million years? How could it be? He's just kidding. I'm only a thousand. And still looking good. It's podcast time. Your ball grab your friends. We'll talk about Barry Disneyland. So Matt the man and name's a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome. To my Glob and Adventure Time podcast, I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time from the very beginning all the way to the end. Yeah. Matt? Yep. Hi. Hey, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? Hey, I'm all right. Uh, so we're drinking cider. Yes, we are. Adult and, cider. And it's uh, the Ace Pineapple. Matt brought some home. He's like, here, the, try the new little... Cider situation. Yeah. Yeah. Amy likes cider. And uh, for some reason, like when we lived in Washington, there were so many good so cider many options. So many good ciders. There's like nothing Baked in apple. Texas. There are so many good. Oh, my gosh. That that caramel, like apple one from One Tree. Oh, for days. I could drink that. Oh, yeah. I, oh, ju- I just took a sip of this one right before we started recording. And I was like, this yeah. tastes like licorice and pee. <laughs> How do you know what pee tastes like, I just Matt? imagine. Like, it tastes the way uh-huh. I imagine pee would taste. Yeah. Oh, wow. We're off to an R-rated <laughs> start on this one. It's very pineapple-y. Yeah, it's very, very pineapple-y. It's like I was, I was concentrated telling, pineapple. It is. It's very pineapple-y. I was telling Matt that this was the first cider that I'd ever tried, but it was the pear one, and I really like that one. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Let's get the pear one next time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the cider game here is not strong. No, not at all. Um, we have a music episode coming up. Yes. So, yeah, we, we've been urging listeners to submit their own renditions of songs from Adventure Time. Matt recently posted uh, on the on the social medias one that he wrote the music to. Yes, and, it's our oh, friend Victoria so singing "Everything Stays." And it was mm-hmm. just her voice, and when she sent it to me, I was like, I was like, I, like, I kind of want to like work with this melody and turn it into its own completely new song yep so and he you just did. changed the musical genre entirely it was a lot of fun i it loved was, working it's freaking on that rad yeah and that is matt's jam mellow yeah <laughs> i write sad music <laughs> so anyway if, if you do send just your voice i will add musical accompaniment to it and it will be a different genre by mm-hmm. the end <laughs> so be forewarned yeah <laughs> anything else that we want to plug uh, not really I got nothing else going on. Just a lot of school right now. Yeah. Almost done. Four more weeks. Yeah, yeah. The final countdown. Oh, sort of Adventure Time related. Yes. Yeah. We watched a little bit of the new Futurama today. It's Adventure Time related because John DiMaggio does the voice of Bender and he's Jake the dog. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fiona and Cake's coming soon. Uh, We Actually, we'll we'll be following up on that at the end of this episode when it comes to listener feedback. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's just a lot of great Adventure Time-ness. Okay, should we get to the episodes? Let's do it. So we did The Red Throne and Betty. Betty. So, The Red Throne, 7.6 on Imdaba. Really low. I know, right? Super Sur- sad. Surprisingly low for this episode. I like this episode a lot. Me too. Uh, overall number 151, 47th of the season. Guys, we are getting so close to being done with I season know. five. <laughs> I did, I, there was a point where I was like, I don't think we're ever going to make it. <laughs> I can taste it, Matthew. I yeah. can. And it tastes like season five victory. Yes, it's bittersweet. Mm. It's a bittersweet victory. It is. It is. <laughs> and then we have season six that doesn't have quite as many, but still has quite a few. Yeah, 40 something. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. We got this. We can do it. We can do it. Directed by Elizabeth Ito, written and storyboarded by Zamla Faye phone and C.O. Kim. Original air date, February 10th, 2014, 2.11 million U.S. viewers. February 10th. How close is that to today? Oh, my God. I knew you were going to do that. It's August, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Seven months. No, no. And the title card is The Flame King Arm Wrestling with... Uh, Don John. Don John. Oh, man. Don John. Holy cow. Talk about an episode that, like, I had a very vague memory of what this one was. I was way off. Way, way off. It's fabulous in so many ways. Also, there's a, uh, what do you call that? A goblet? Chalice. A chalice. With blue liquid. Yeah, like blue flame coming from it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, this picture's great. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I got so much to say about these two characters. Yeah. All right, so in the Fire Kingdom Palace, Flame Princess is listening to the problems of her citizens when a wizard, I didn't know he was a wizard. A wizard. 
Don John the Flame Lord intrudes and claims that she is not evil enough to rule. She tries to overpower him, but discovers that her powers have been weakened due to poison given her by her handmaiden, Ursula. Don John then casts a spell to seize control of the fire people's minds, forcing them to turn against Flame Princess and free the Flame King. So when we first heard Don John's voice, I was like, okay, I know this is going to be like a celebrity guest. I was like, okay, is it Danny Trejo? Is it Tony Todd from Candyman? I was way off. It was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Woo! The late and great Rowdy Roddy Piper. And uh, we have more. To- <laughs> I know. I just did a Rick, is Rick, it Flair. Rick Flair woo. woo. Rick woo! Flair woos are all over the place in my life. And right I feel yeah. like everywhere I look, there's Rick, Rick Flair memes. <laughs> and you're Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so Flame King gloats as he apparently planned all this and says that he'll make Don his vizier. And uh, give him Flame Princess's hand in marriage. Cinnamon Bun arrives on his firewall, Jake 2, which when we found out his name is Jake 2, we're both like, aww. Aww, tear flick. Yeah. Oh, man, Cinnamon Bun and Can this we episode. just say, okay. What an upgrade. The arc that Cinnamon has Cinnamon Bun has gone through is bajonkadonks. He's gone through the most extreme arc so far of any character in the show, and what a weird surprise that is. When Matt's like, yeah, Cinnabon, Cinnamon Bun ends up hanging with Flame Princess, I was like, what? That's not going to work. Yeah, it's it's like, who would have Hot dog, imagined? was I wrong? <laughs> so he shows up on J2 and helps Flame Princess escape. She wants to return to rescue her people, but Cinnabon convinces her that they need to help. They need help if they want to save her kingdom. They consider Princess Bubblegum, but both both deem her too devious to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, FP recalls all the monsters and powerful adversaries Finn has faced down and decides that he is their best bet. Soon they crash into the tree forest and explain tree fort and explain to Finn what has happened. Finn immediately agrees to help, saying he would do anything for Flame Princess, who makes it clear that she is only there for his help, not because she wants to get back together. Regardless, Finn is still hopeful. He tries to show off his new grass sword and improve swordsmanship, but is rebuffed by both Flame Princess and Cinnamon Bun. Yeah, so you remember how it's been said before that, like, Cinnamon Bun was half-baked? Yeah. And, like, maybe living in a normal temperature is what caused him to be a little dim before? Yeah, yeah. And then... I think there's something to that because, like, we've every time we see him in the Flame Kingdom, he's very well spoken, hundred percent, uh, very clear minded. And then every time he's back in the Candy Kingdom, he seems a little goofy again, like mm-hmm. when he was at a uh, Tree Trunk's wedding a few exactly. episodes ago. Exactly, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. The other thing that's so sad is like poor Finn. <laughs> I know. I do feel bad for him in this episode. Yeah, he just he wants to be back with her. He still loves her, but it's just not going to work, and yep. it's just sad to watch him. Be rebuffed like 14 times in the episode. And, you know, good on him for, like, doing the right thing and helping out with in the situation, even though at the same time it sucks for him. Yeah. Um, having to be, be around uh, the lady. X. Yep. So as they head towards the Fire Kingdom and Finn dons his fireproof suit, Cinnamon Bun thinks that uh, the best way to enter the palace is to sneak in. But Finn barges through the front entrance. He tries to attack the guards, but Flame Princess stops him as the guards are under the influence of Don John and can't control their actions. Unable to resist, Flame Princess and Finn are captured, but Cinnamon Bun manages to escape after beating beating up two guards and stealing a key from them. Finn and Flame Princess are imprisoned and Don John taunts them, saying that he has the prin- he and the princess will soon wed. Flame Princess refuses and states that while she no longer has feelings for Finn, she has no feelings for Don at all. She also says that forcing her to marry him is gross. Yeah. Don leaves and confronts the Flame King and calls him a liar for promising him a wife who would do whatever he wanted. (laughs) Right? (laughs) The two get into fisticuffs, and during this time, Cinnabon breaks into the dungeon, frees Finn and Flame Princess with the key. So it's no secret that we're both fans of Keith David, the guy that does the voice of Flame King. Right. And... So I, 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 there's got to be something in the trivia section about this. I'm not sure. So I got to beat the trivia to it. Okay. Okay. Um, just because I geeked out so badly when I realized it was Roddy Piper. So Keith David and Roddy Piper did a movie together in the 80s called They Live, which is yeah. a movie I love. It's an 80s sci-fi action movie from slash comedy from John Carpenter. Uh-huh. And there's this scene in it where Roddy Piper's trying to force Keith David to put on these sunglasses so he can see these aliens that you can only see when you wear these special sunglasses. Okay, okay. Keith David refuses, and they get into this fist fight that lasts, like, an unnatural amount of time. It's, like, seven minutes straight. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And this scene is clearly a nod to that because it's the same two actors, and the Uh fight just goes on and on. It does, it does, yeah. 
So they try to escape on Jake 2, but the mind-controlled fire... By the way, Jake 2, the dog, can fly. Yeah, very Uh, cool. Yeah. But the mind-controlled fire people try to stop them. One of them shoots fire at Cinnamon Bun, which results in him becoming fully baked and more intelligent. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. So at that moment, Flame King knocks Don John unconscious, beating his hold over the fire people. They're unsure of what to do until Cinnamon Bun tells them that the fire that the Flame King has them brainwashed. Enraged, they seize the king. And on the other side, Don John was getting up, but was not uh, knocked out again by Flame Princess. She then has him, as well as Flame King, imprisoned in her old lantern. Flame King berates the people for choosing his daughter over him, calling her a, quote, softy, who has lost too much of her power. Cinnabon disagrees, saying that while Flame Princess is not ruthless, she is strong-hearted, and he has learned much from being around her. He promises to stand by her side as her knight and champion because he loves her. She thanks him. They hold hands. The people rejoice while Flame King is outraged in the background. Finn mutters under his breath, geez, did I just get shown up by Cinnamon Bun? (laughs) That's the end. The end. So I think the part of this episode that blew my mind the most is that like one of the most moving speeches in the whole show was from Cinnamon Bun. No kidding. Yep. Who would have known? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the art arc for Cinnamon Bun is so significant. Yep. Yep. So what do you think of this one? Oh, I really liked it. I thought it was great. It's classic Adventure Time. I know I say that like every episode, but I mean, when does it start being classic Adventure Time? (laughs) I guess. I don't know. First off, I love the artwork in this with the costuming for the different characters. Mm -hmm. The flame like princess outfit. It's so cool. It's really cool. And same with Flame King. Like they upgraded it or something. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't realize it last time, but it was just really rad, and I, I thought that was really cool. You know, it was sad for Finn, but ultimately it was what Finn does. You know, he charges in, you know, gets in trouble, then he they figure a way out. And it was funny watching Cinnamon Bun, uh, Finn would try to put the moves on, on FP, yeah. and Cinnamon Bun would be like, you know, and he'd like move her out of the way, or mm-hmm. he'd like, like, you know, rebuff and I don't think Finn. that was like a, a jealousy thing on Cinnamon Bun's part. No, I think, I think he's it's a genuinely protection. looking out for Flame Princess. Totally, totally. I did not think it was a jealousy thing either. I I picked up on it as a I'm protecting this person, and you don't get to no, we're not doing yeah, that. Yep. Yeah, it's really interesting seeing Cinnamon Bun's life and like his sense of purpose in the Flame Kingdom compared to his life. Yeah. In uh, the Candy Kingdom. Yes. Because like you know he was half baked, so like he was a, he was still a happy guy back then, but he was. Not completely there. Yeah. Yep. In my notes, I literally wrote CB is a badass twice without realizing I wrote it twice. It was just <laughs> like, it was crazy. If you want to see this amazing arc that Cinnabon goes, Cinnabon Man, Cinnabon Man? Cinnabon Man. What? <laughs> uh, CB has, definitely check out this episode. It's almost like the Flame Princess and Finn story is secondary to the arc of CB. Yeah, yeah, this he is the MVP in this episode. Yeah, Hundy. It's, it's just, it's so wild. So you said that there's something you say all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm going to say something I say all the time, too. It hurts as far my as the end, <laughs> That's going to come naturally at some point. Like, yeah. I'm just waiting for a good opportunity to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, so what I say all the time now is like, oh, we're getting to territory that like I just don't remember as well as that really stuff. Yeah. We are officially past the point of Adventure Time that I've watched 100 times. Yeah. A lot of episodes that we're going to be seeing, like from here on, are episodes I've only seen maybe once. You know, Matt, you don't need to steal my vibe or my shtick. <laughs> Seriously. No, this I, is I won't be giving any predictions. Dude who has watched them, dudette who has not. <laughs> don't be trying to change the dynamic in season five. I won't. I, we're getting a lot of emails from people like, hey, Matt, remember this? And in, in season seven, I'm like, I remember nothing of season seven. <laughs> I remember literally nothing. And I apologize to you. I apologize. I, I, I am beholden I to you. I am beholden you. to you. Or else I'll Ma- watch a lot of what they do. Oh, my gosh. Matthew Berry is it's freaking so hilarious. He's so special. Yep. Yeah. Matt? Yes? Where's the snail? The snail is in front of the cell in the bottom left when... Uh, Flame Princess and Finn are imprisoned. Ooh. So speaking of that Flame Princess cool looking outfit in this yeah, one. Yeah, uh, If there's like a pop Funko of that one, we should get it. Oh, totes. We have to find one. I don't know that they have an FP one. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that I thought we had an FP. Uh, no, it's a, it's one of those. Um, 
Like your Freddy or your uh, Jason Oh, one. yeah. I don't. Okay. It's, you know it's, what it's, I mean? Yeah, so I, they got the circle head. It looked more like a peg. Yep. I know what you mean. Snail. Watch. 2023. Booyah. <laughs> what was your favorite line? <laughs> My favorite line was, girls' bathroom's over there. Also, it's the boys' bathroom. And it's Finn referring to the bathroom. <laughs> it was the really house. funny. I was like, wait, they have a girls' bathroom in there? I was like, I wonder <laughs> if it's cleaner. And then I was like, Amy... <laughs> You dingus. I don't recall if I ever told the story, but when I used to work at Subway, I, oh, yeah. I only ever used the girls' bathroom because yeah, right. it was always cleaner. Yeah. And the sub customer would be waiting outside, like, uh, and I'm like, oh, I had to clean the bathrooms. <laughs> yep. We also we always talk about public bathrooms and compare our experiences. Any men's bathroom at a Walmart is like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yep. There's nothing like a disgusting bathroom that is just scarring. Yeah. It's like... How's your aim so bad after yeah. so, after, after after the age of three? Yeah. What's the excuse? Yeah. That's why I like Wawa bathrooms. Bucky's has good bathrooms. And then there's another one. They had a, an exit off of 196 in Linwood. And they took a lot of pride in their bathroom. I was like, I think it was a 76. Mm. But that bathroom was also very clean. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate a good, clean public <laughs> restroom. <laughs> but I also appreciate a, a gas station that sells good food. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's an art form that's, that's lost these days. That's true. <laughs> that is so true. That's so true. So what's, uh, what's your favorite line? My gym is dark magic and my protein shake is rage. That's all, is that Don John? Yes. Of course so it is. Fun. They were such bros and it was hilarious. Yep, yep. Oh my gosh. I could have. All of the things he says. Yeah, there, this, this is one of those episodes where there were so many lines I wish I had written down. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially uh, Flame King is on fire, uh, on fire <laughs> in this one. He's got so many great one-liners in here. Yeah. Do you want to give me an impression of a character? She's her own woman, you liar! Don John. Yeah. Good job. I love it. Thanks. I love it. It was so funny. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, take that. Flame King, FK, FK. Okay, what's your what's your well, line? Well, my impression is Flame King. Yep. It's good to be king. <laughs> I, I, I love your, you have a good Keith David Thank impression. Thank you. Years yeah. and years of practice. Yep, yep. Uh, hey, guess what? What? We got some triv. Kick it. It's triv. So, as we mentioned... Um, Cinnamon Bun reveals his feelings for FP and pledges to always be by her side. It's good to be king. I can't do my Keith David. <laughs> it's bothering It's good to be king. Nope. There, there you go. It's good to be, it's good to be there. king. Almost. Made Marion. Oh, that's a dark reference to a movie he's in. Anyway, Flame Princess's color is a bit dimmer and her hair is down when she is poisoned, similar to what happens in, uh, that one episode where she gets watered. I don't know that you can trust a maid that is Ursula, you know, named Ursula. Yeah. It's like, that's na- that's forever tainted by Ursula the Sea Witch. Yep. Um, also, I literally in my brain was like, oh, that's poisoned. Because she looked sketch. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yep. I was like, and also, who, who drinks like, like, I don't know. Anyway. I like that character of Ursula, though. She was a good, good. She's like, she's like. What? And she looks at Ursula, and Ursula's like pointing to the teacup, like, hee 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 hee. You know what's funny? When I hear Ursula, the first thing I think of is Super Troopers. Ursula! Uh, Ursula, Ursula, I love, love you, you. Ursula. <laughs> uh, Move that gigantic cotton candy. How's <laughs> <laughs> the view from Sugar Heaven? Oh. <laughs> Anybody seen that movie? I can't pull over any farther. <laughs> I can't pull over any farther. Littering and littering and littering and uh, littering and enhanced. Super Troopers. I love that movie. Watch that. That's kind of great. Okay, sorry. Give me the soap. (laughs) (laughs) So, as we mentioned, Cinnamon Bun is much more mature and less clumsy. This could be a result of him now being fully baked from his time in the Fire Kingdom, and that he acted so clumsy before, as Princess Bubblegum stated, he was half baked. If she knew he was half-baked, couldn't she have done something about that? Probably, I'm sure. He's more subservient half-baked. Mm-hmm. So Flame Princess mentioned that she doesn't trust Princess Bubblegum. Cinnamon Bun also believes the princess is devious, and so does Tree Trunks. Yeah. Yep. We know there's, you know, sometimes as a leader, you have to make tough decisions. It's true. And I I don't know, man. I it's have just, thoughts. It's interesting. It is interesting seeing the different leadership prowess. Okay, hold on. Of Flame Princess? I have a thought. It's materializing. 
We see a lot of Adventure Time through the eyes of Finn, Jake, and even Marceline, mm-hmm. who are all Team PB. Yeah. But when we see some of these ancillary characters like TT, like FP, like CB, we get a different view, a different perspective, if you will. And it's interesting because it differs than those main core characters. Yeah. It's kind of like being on the outside of a clique or a group. And you see the outside persona or you see a different perspective versus when you're in it, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? That's a good point, honey. Yeah. I think you brought up a good point there. Hmm. Hmm. So, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The next one's yours. Jake has not appeared since the episode Blade of Grass. As Finn mentioned, he might be sleeping over with Lady Ranicorn. Oh, yeah. We're, Question we're, mark. We're getting a few breaks from uh, Jake lately, huh? Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. I don't know. I want more Jake. Jake the Snake. You can already see that they're starting to kind of branch out and focus on different some characters. Other, other characters, yeah, towards the later half of the season, yeah, which is a uh, uh, yeah thing that's going to carry on for a bit. Yep. So in this episode, Flame Lord revealed that he can create green, yellow, and blue flames. Good job, John. John. Yeah, John. John. So with episode connections, this is the second Valentine's Day special of the series. The first one is season three finale, Incendium, which was aired on February 13th, 2012. What an odd episode to air on Valentine's Day. No kidding. (laughs) Don John seems to have gained some muscle since his last appearance in Wizard Battle. He was in Wizard Battle? I don't even remember him in Wizard Battle. What? Now we got to go back and watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that episode. Yeah, that one was a good one. I love the cats. Yeah. The Grandmaster was playing with those. We're going to see some more wizards, I think, at the next, the beginning yeah. of the next episode. Yeah. yeah. I love the wizards in the show. Uh, Jake, too, as we mentioned, has grown since Earth and Water and can now fly. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a prediction for this episode. I sure did. Based on the title, The Red Throne. Mm-hmm. And you guessed, we are brought back to the Fire Kingdom where Fire Princess has done some redecorating and establishing the new rules in the Fire Kingdom. So, I don't know about the redecorating part, but she's definitely establishing some uh, some new rules in the Fire Kingdom. You know, this one, this this is a 30. Yeah. It's a 30. Thanks. I knew uh, it would be. A similar story doesn't happen later on, but this is pretty similar to this one. They, like, it's good character growth. Like, it makes sense to, to be happening at this point in the series. You're yeah. completely spot on with this one. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Of I course. had never seen it, and I totally guessed it. Yeah, what, you did. What? All right. But can you predict what the next episode's going to be about? Yeah, because I synced it. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) I realized that as I was reading this. (laughs) Yeah, so no, I didn't make a prediction because I'd already seen it. Yeah. So what? you have any last thoughts on The Red Throne before we move on to Betty? Yeah, you know, as I'm thinking about it, this isn't an episode that I would put really high on our rankings by any means. No. But it's a good episode. It's fun. Yeah, it is. A, I thought it was a very good episode. Yeah. I mean, I have no complaints about it. There's no parts where I'm like, eh, you know? Yeah. I thought it was good and, and I'd watch it again. You know, what? one of the problems is that the, I think the show faced with uh, Flame Princess is she's a great character, but she didn't have a lot of great, like, top tier episodes. Yeah. And I think this was a really good Flame Princess episode. Yeah, I thought so too. Yep. It was uh, great. And and yeah, so it was it was we've been getting a lot of pleasant surprise episodes lately and I'm yeah. st- I'm so here for it. I love it. <laughs> it's it's got me really excited. That's great. That's great. Yeah. All right, should we get to the next episode? Next. Next. Betty. IMDb a 9.0. Ooh, it's one of the highest we've seen. That is wild to me. Yeah. Number 152, 48 in season 5. Nate Cash, Adam Muto directed this, written a storyboard Boarded by Akko Costera and Jesse Moynihan. <laughs> Original air. Stop it. Moynihan. <laughs> February 24th, 2014. That was about seven months and many years difference. Just for the nine years difference. Oh, geez. 1.71 million. That's years. it, huh? Yeah. And the title card is an image of Betty floating on a magical carpet with it's some. Weird AF. Yeah, it's it's all trippy looking. Uh, yeah. What are the what's what's happening in the background here? There's boxes floating. Yeah, one has like There's fluid ooze flowing out of it. Clouds, maybe. Yeah, mist. Anyway, towers. It's cool. It's a, it's a definitely a different art style than we're used to seeing in the title cards. Mm-hmm. Betty looks a little wonky too. Yeah, I, don't, she I don't know does how I feel her, about that. She's a little noodly looking. Yeah. Do you think this episode's? A, would you say this is a nine kind of episode? No. <gasps> all right, we'll have to get into that. <laughs> Why are you judging me from I'm not over just, there? I'm just surprised. I'm, I thought you loved this one. 
It. We'll talk about it. Okay. All right. I, why are you judging me? I'm not judging. I'm just totally surprised. Judging me. <laughs> In a secret chamber in Wizard City, the secret society of Forest Wizard, Laser Wizard, and Buffo meet Uh-oh. with Bella Noche. Bella Noche, which we hear a lot in this episode. I love that. A misshapen head from another dimension, unaware that Ice King is watching them from the shadows. In exchange for bringing the powerful magical items that will allow Bella Noche to enter their realm, he has promised them the lost system of anti-diluvian magic, the tightest of all whiz biz. Of all whiz biz. So interested in this reward and in joining the secret wizards club, Ice King reveals himself much to the other wizards' annoyance. Bella Noche uses this distraction to absorb the power of the magical items, just as Grandmaster Wizard breaks in, declaring that Bella Noche must <laughs> not enter their world as he is a being of pure anti-magic. So, however, it is too late as Bellanoche oh survives, uh, strikes, re- removing the magic from the four congregated wizards, which leaves Ice King's crown powerless and turns it back into young Simon Petrikov. So I loved all the wizards in the scene. There, like, there's so much good comedy here. Like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the forest wizards, foot gets all like antsy in the pantsy. Yeah, he's like, around. I got restless leg syndrome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this helps me. It's going crazy. And then uh, one of the wizards, like, is trying to pull something off, and the Grandmaster Wizard's like, you did not deliver! It starts, like, shaking <laughs> later, him. yeah. Grandmaster Wizard sends the wizard police to attack Bella Noche <laughs> to little effect, while Simon escapes, still in shock from the chamber uh, to the streets. He believes he is hallucinating until he removes the crown and finds that he is still thinking rationally. He is then confronted by Ash, Marceline's ex-boyfriend, who insults him by telling him that he's ugly. Now stop looking at him in a puddle of water. He states that Simon is in his usual busking spot and to get lost. Enraged, Simon strikes him and knocks him out, apologizing as he takes Ash's magic carpet, leaves Wizard City and goes to the Ice Kingdom. He flies into the past room, finds an old pair of glasses and and accesses a secret passage to a library containing all of his research and his old clothes. He finds a book on mystic rituals in this big old library of his that he and his fiancée Betty Groff wrote together and finds a picture of a young Marceline inside. He calls her up immediately while she's in a jam session with Finn and Jake, and I feel cheated because we didn't get to hear whatever song they were about to play. Yep. And uh, neither of whom care for her new style of holding their bass guitar up higher to get better <laughs> fingering. <laughs> it was so, so funny. The, Jake's like, why are you holding the bass like that? Yeah. And she's like, just oh, it's, just, it's easier to play this way. So it, that's a real thing. As somebody who plays bass, yeah. if you want to play bass comfortably, you got to hold it up high, but it looks super lame. <laughs> Simon tells her what's happened, that he needs, tells her what's happened, that he needs her help and to bring Hambo with her. Uh, She faints from shock, but when she comes to, she convinces Finn and Jake to go help Simon. Marceline and Simon are overjoyed to see one another, but Marceline becomes concerned with Simon's health because he's dying. Simon seems to have accepted this and wants to use his final hours to create a time portal to the past to contact Betty and apologize for driving her away. Mm -hmm. So he gets Finn and Jake to pedal a bicycle-powered generator and requests Marceline to sacrifice Hambo as an object that has been loved and tended for centuries would be the procedure's ideal catalyst. She re- regretfully gives, gives uh, Hambo to Simon, who thanks her for giving him this chance to say goodbye to Betty. So the procedure is successful and a small portal opens above Betty before the, like right before the events of the Great Mushroom War. She has just escaped from the past Simon, who was shooting ice into the streets, screaming for Betty, his princess! Mm, that's so sad. It is sad. It, oh, by the way, when Simon is like looking down at her through this portal, that portal shaped like a teddy bear. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she sees the portal and the present day Simon who tells her that he is so sorry for what he did due to his madness and that he loves her and forgives her for leaving him. However, just as the portal begins to close, Betty jumps through it to be with him after realizing and figuring out why she left him. She kisses him until Simon collapses. She then learns that Simon is dying of old age as the crown was the only thing keeping him alive. Yes. And after she learns that Bella Noche <clears throat> took the magic from the crown and Simon needs it to live, Betty decides to confront Bella Noche oh and repower the crown. <laughs> she takes off on the magical carpet with Simon barely hanging on, just being a real whiner. So Simon, <laughs> oh, my God. He, he, he's so like, oh, it's fine. I'm joking. So Simon begs her to reconsider because he doesn't want to be Ice King again. But she says that it's, it's only going to be temporary until she can find some other way to, like, break the curse. So once Simon is safe as Ice King, she plans... Oh, well, yeah. 
I was just about to repeat that <laughs> same thing over. <laughs> he is unsure, especially as death arrives, driving in an invisible death bus alongside them, saying that this is Simon's only chance to die, or else he will be uh, the Ice King until the sun blows up. Simon is reluctant to go with Betty's plan, but admits that he, if he does not at least try, he has nothing. And Death shrugs and disappears. They arrive at Wizard City, where Bella Noche <laughs> has absorbed the power of, the, of most of the wizards in the area, and only a few remain standing, including Huntress Wizard and Grandmaster Wizard. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even catch Hunter, Huntress Wizard there. Yeah. So Ron James arrives late to the fight and attempts to fight back using a special potion, but fails and instead makes the being stronger. Simon falls off the magic carpet, and Betty begs him to stay alive for a little longer as she goes after Bella Noche. <laughs> By this point, every wizard in the area, including Hunter's Wizard, Ron James, and even Grandmaster Wizard, have fallen, with only Simon and Betty standing. As Betty flies off to find a way to defeat Bernanoche, she leaves Simon <laughs> lying on the ground for safety. By the way, so death, best part of this episode. I think, I think death is so funny in this episode. He's like, I, I made this mixtape. <laughs> it's like your, your death theme music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Death reappears to Simon, telling that his time is up in 15 seconds. During that, Betty quickly flies inside of the black mask surrounding Bella Noche (laughs) and finds him in his true form, quickly knocking him out with a punch. Magic is restored to the wizards and Death disappears again, apologizing to Simon as he departs. Simon is changed back into IK with no memory of what has happened. Later... We flip to the future and he ki- where he has kidnapped Muscle Princess and takes her back to the Ice Kingdom and tells her about the whole battle as Ron James told him. Enraged, she overpowers and beats him up while Betty looks on sadly from the magic carpet before flying away. Yeah, I love that last moment. It's, it's really good. So what do you think of this one? This should have been a two-parter episode. Uh, That's I why I agree. don't think it's a 9.0. That is, a, I think they tried to put too much in one episode and it made it a less quality episode you know how, how we always go on about how i can't believe they managed to pack so much into 11 minutes and make it work yeah this is one of those cases where there was enough story in this one that if it was able to take its time yeah a little more and like really get us like feeling for betty and uh Simon's plight. Yeah. I feel like it could have really hit hard. We barely know Betty, and it's like, okay, guys, get on board. This is her fiance. Yep. Love her. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think we've seen, like, as far as, like, the Simon background story goes, and, like, not every Simon episode needs to be as good as, like, Simon and Marcy, but I don't know. There's, um, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of an emotional disconnect from this one that... I think there should have been a little something more there. Yeah, I agree. I would have liked this as like a cliffhanger because I like cliffhangers, unlike some people in this room. (laughs) Simon. And that's something the show does eventually like it gets it gets heavily into like uh, multi-part stories. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great things in this episode. So please don't think like I think it's like an 8.5. Like it's it's still a fabulous episode. There's a lot of happening. There's a lot of creativity. Of course, the Marceline and Simon story really tugs at different heart wounds or heart strings. And I think Mm -hmm. that it always will because you have these two very unlikely characters that are bonded forever in time. Yeah. You know, the fact that they have like Hambo has played like back way forever ago. Right. Mm -hmm. We have Marceline and Ash and Hambo saga. Yeah. It's just really interesting because like. There's so many little parts in this that could if they if they were just able to slow down to stretch it between two episodes like it, like even just like a little moment between like like just say like Simon like just seeing like Marceline like how she's grown and stuff like that yeah, like yeah. having a moment like that just would have like made me cry probably. <laughs> I also understand they were trying to build urgency yeah. because he was dying because the crown was no longer keeping him alive. But I felt like they tripped on the one yard line. Yep. They yeah. were Russell Wilson who threw the interception to the freaking New England Patriots <laughs> at the Super Bowl. This is a very, very good episode with the potential to be one of the best episodes. Yeah. And I think that's the frustrating thing about it. Like, yeah. the potential is really there in this one. It's just other episodes have done this a little better. I agree. I agree. 
But overall, I would say it was surprising when Betty jumped through the portal. I didn't even think that would be a thing or yeah. be able. Like, how cool. And I think it speaks to her, like, her character. She is a go-getter. She's like, okay, there's a problem. We're going to solve it. We're going to do it now. Yep, yep. The other thing I liked about this episode was the addition of death. Yeah. And you know what I thought? Like, yeah, he was kind of, he had that line, which I'm going to say later because it was my favorite line. But it was almost sad at the end. Where he's like, I'm sorry, Simon. Yeah. Yes, it's not your time. And like, so, okay, so there's this show called, I almost said Dark Crystal, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. And they have this one episode in The Simpsons spoofed it where there's like this AI that runs the house, but it's really like a person in there. And you can like one minute in the person's time in there is like, or one day is like minutes in our, in our world. Oh, and so, okay. So oh, like, told me about that. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't comply, you basically shut everything down and like imprison them and they go crazy until they comply. Yeah. Ugh. I think about Simon inside of Ice King. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah what, what bit of Simon that there is in there is probably yeah. just miserable. And the fact that Simon could come back like that and be present, aware, not only. So there's got to be some awareness because you knew exactly where to go in the Ice King. Yeah. 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 He knew. He, 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 he remembers just enough. Yes. And it's like he was very clear. He could find the book that he needed. He knew that he had that secret passageway in there. Mm-hmm. But then when IK comes back, he has zero awareness. So I just think it like there's just a lot more to the story. I hope they reveal because there, there's more stuff going on that we don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. Mm hmm. We, we've said, like, all the, the gripes that we have as far as, like, how it could have been even better. Yeah. But there is a lot I still really, really like on this one. Like, totally. again, death. Uh, I kind of like Finn and Jake just kind of taking a backseat. This is kind of two episodes in a row where they're kind of, they're, they're a little more secondary well, to the yeah, major story going on. Yeah, this isn't their story, yeah. right? The Simon, I mean, they, they have had supporting character roles with Simon and Marceline and supporting character roles with Ice King, even like think about the Jolly Holly Christmas, I think it was mm-hmm. that episode where they learn about his backstory and then include him from then on, on out. Yeah. Like they're here for the ride. They're here to support. But this isn't about them. Yep. Absolutely. It's it's kind of cool. I like that, that, that we've been kind of deviating for that. Like the whole end of the season going into the next season is very Finn and Jake focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big story stuff with them. So it's kind of cool just taking a breather here. And then jumping back into their big thing at the end of the season. Yeah. So Betty is voiced by Lena Lena Dunham in this one, but she's later replaced by Felicia Day. I can't wait to see more of her. Yeah, she's a really, really interesting character. That'd be cool. She ends up she ends up sticking around for quite a while. Nice. Uh Matt, where was the snail? The snail was on the chair in the Ice, <laughs> the ice castle. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Simon first comes in, floop-a-doop, what's the Oh, uh, Gunther? Gunther is on the ground and yeah. the snail's on the chair. Uh, Simon looks like he's like 15 yeah. in this episode. Yeah, he looks he does. so young. He does. Yep. He looks just like a little guy. Yeah, he does. Do you have a favorite line from this episode? Uh, But before we do that. Yes. Snail watch. 23. 20, 20, 20. 23. 2023. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, Matt. Get life together. 23. Yeah, I made you a mixtape for the ride. Summer Jam 3. Summer Jam 3. <laughs> death. That, that, that was, was death. so good. Yeah. Your life is my problem. <laughs> it's one of the wizards talking to Ice King. I didn't even catch which wizard it was. I just heard the line. I was like, there's my line. <laughs> Your life is my problem. That's. I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, we, cruel thing to say to someone. It is a cruel thing to say anything. I think they, that's a good picture into like how people tolerate Ice King and like, you know, we've had, we've seen Finn and Jake and their stuff uh, with IK, but can you imagine the other wizards who are like, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your life is my bro. <laughs> it's that, that line just cuts like a knife. <laughs> yeah. Uh. You want to give me an impression of a character? What the tink is that? Grand wizard. I don't know what he sounds awesome. like. He's, uh, what, what is it? He talks like that. I uh, can't quite do it. Yeah. Uh, mine's going to be Finn. A move the base a down. I was hoping you were doing that one. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. He like points down. He's like, a move, <laughs> a move the base. He can't yeah. deal with the with how high up her base is. Yeah. 
Well, we got some triv. Kick it. It's trivia time. This is the first appearance of Ice King's former fiance, Betty, who was previously mentioned in Holly jo- Jolly Secrets Part Dose. Yes. Betty's last name is also revealed to be Groff. Groff. Jake has returned since the episode Blade of Grass. Thank you, trivia. Yes. Uh, it was revealed that Ice King has kept a library hidden in the Ice Castle with his suit and other arm- items from when he was Simon. It is located behind his The Past Room. It seems that both of these rooms weren't damaged by the partial destruction of Ice Kingdom in Frost and Fire. Yeah, I guess not. It was revealed that Simon chased Betty while first under the influence of the crown, which is what caused her to leave in the first place. So sad. Yep. Belenoche's powerful form somewhat resembles the Ice King Queen through the white hair, blue robe, and bluish skin. Oh, Oh, yeah, it looks like Ice Queen. Yeah. So the items, a unique staff... A sword, an orb, and a goblet are needed in order for Belenoche to escape are loosely based on the four suits of tarot, hmm. namely wands, also known as batons, swords, pentacles, also known as coin, and cups. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, Marceline's outfit in this episode resembles a grown-up version of her childhood outfit. Oh, cool. Uh, when the crown has no powers, the Ice King is shown to melt. Yeah. The Ice Kingdom is shown to melt. Oh, yeah. Did you like, notice you, that? Yeah, it looked like teardrops coming out of the uh, yeah. castle's eyes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Simon mentioned that as Ice King, he retains no memories of what he does and just gets vague dreamlike impressions of what's going on. Yeah. That's sad. Yep. What a nightmare. <laughs> so Simon seems to be somewhat self-aware of his insanity as the Ice King, as when he is first transformed back into a human, he wonders... If he has gone so crazy that he became normal again. Yeah. Betty's last name is in homage to Stanislav Groff, one of the founders of the field of transpersonal psychology. Oh, cool. Hmm. So death can only be seen when people are, are in the dead world or when they're beginning to lose life. In this episode, when Simon was talking to death, Betty said, what? Meaning that she could not see death. Oh, oh cool, cool. I did not take that. No, that's really interesting. Betty seems to be immune to culture shock as she did not question anything about <laughs> Ooh or react oddly toward Jake or the wizards. Granted, she didn't have time to take anything in since she had only minutes to save Simon. Again, that's... <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> broken into two episodes. <laughs> there was no time to react to anything. Yeah. So when Ice, King, when Ice King turned back into Simon, not only was he transformed back into a human, but also back into a young man, presumably when the magic of the crown was negated and... and Magic left Simon. He was reverted back to the physical state he held just before wearing the ice crown for the first time. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Then I wonder how long he had the crown when no he was No kidding. That's human. what I was wondering. Simon's scientific parasite is not present in his coat pocket. Also, another thing... <laughs> another thing that would have benefited this episode being broken into two parts. There's another human out there. Yeah. Betty's a human. Yeah. And that should be a big deal. Because I remember back in season one when... uh. Finn meets um, uh, Susan Strong for the first right. time. And he's like freaking out. He's like, there's other humans out there. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. Hambo is seen for the final toy time as it is destroyed as of this episode. Yeah. It was foreshadowed by Maja in Skywitch that it possessed enough love to create extremely powerful magic. The saga of Hambo was previously revealed through Memory of a Memory, I Remember You, and Sky Witch. You know what's interesting? I don't even remember covering Sky Witch at this point. Oh, that's funny. I remember, like, nothing from our discussion of that episode. <laughs> I gotta go back and listen to that one. <laughs> so, you had a prediction for... No, you didn't. No. <laughs> I seen it. But do you want to predict what the next episode's about based on the name? Sure. Bad Timing. Timing is everything. Am I right? <laughs> Question mark. Marcy and PB try to hang, but everything gets in the way of them trying to get away from it all. Uh-oh. Sounds like a real odd couple scenario. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> Matt? Yes? We have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, yeah. Before we do that, though, yes? any last thoughts about this episode? So, I really enjoyed it. I, I know It may have sounded like I had some good... I know a lot of people listening are be like... You guys just always bash like the best episodes. <laughs> um, so our buddy Welcome that's going to Adventure Time, oh my god, podcast. <laughs> so our buddy that's going to be joining us for the rankings episode was like, my list is going to be way different than your guys' list. Yeah, <laughs> it's like based on what I've heard from this season. It's and again, funny. like I love this show. Like there's yeah. there's very few episodes of the show that I genuinely like don't enjoy watching. I really enjoy this episode. Me too. Um, I that just was think great. 
I just think there are there are other episodes that have pulled off what this one has done a little better yeah. that we've seen up to this point. I agree. Yep. So now we have some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh yeah. The first one's an email from Michaeli J, and it's titled "Wank" with a image of a penguin. Hey, Matt and Amy, uh, waving emoji and a snail. First off, I'm kind of worried, so please bear with me. Second, <laughs> secondly, thank you for all the time and energy you dedicate to the podcast. It has been such a great time catching up with your episodes. I started listening to you guys when I started my miserably boring desk job in March and thought it was going to take me ages to catch up. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> but then you guys never released episodes. So, um, but I was addicted and listened to y'all every day to get through my shifts and I'm officially caught up. And thanks for all the enjoyment you guys have brought me. I want to return the favor. I drew a doodle of both of you. It's so good. In Adventure Time style and attached it to this email. By the way, I've, I've released that image on our on pretty much all of our forms of social media. So check it out. It's great. Thanks, McKay. It was awesome. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed your podcast. I love listening to you both. There sounds like there's so much love and friendship between the two of you. Yeah. And you make me feel like I and every other listener am a true friend to you. And you are. Thanks. Amy, it is super cool you do roller derby, and I want to be you when I grow up. I'm 27 years old. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Matt, you are a natural podcaster, and yes, I think you, you can go really far in the field if you want to. Thank, thank you so much. I feel like I stumble over my words a lot, so I really <laughs> appreciate that. I really can't pick a favorite episode, but season six has pretty much every one of them I'd list. I, I hear that a lot from people. It's, it's got me really excited. So um, I'm really looking forward to you guys being done with season five. I'm sure you are too, LOL. hundred yes. percent. Yes. <laughs> and starting six, and I'm eager to know Amy's opinions on stakes and elements. Hmm. My uh, favorite characters are Magic Man, Betty, Simon, Sweet Pea, and Fern. Hmm. Interest. Wow, what a list. That's cool. Thanks for all you guys do. Five stars every episode, and I can't wait to hear more. Your friend, McKay. P.S. Amy saying, Your, your love, love is, is not enough. enough. Lives in my head, rent-free at all times. Aw, elephant emoji. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thanks, McKay. Thank you so much. That was an amazing email. I loved, loved, loved reading that and responding yeah. to it. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. And we really appreciate your doodling skills. Yes, they were rad. Very cool. All right. Next one is from Nathan P. Hi, Matt and Amy. My name is Nathan. I started watching Adventure Time when I was around 9 or 10. I'm currently 22 and still a huge fan. I'm really stoked that you guys are back to regular schedule. Your podcast was one of the things that helped me get through a boring job. I work at a furniture shop and I used to stand at a saw and cut boards all day long. One day while working, looking for things to listen to, I found your podcast and uh, would listen to it while I worked. I recently switched positions at my job and actually get to assemble the furniture now. Hey, that's cool. That is really cool. It is really cool, and I'm really enjoying my new job. But I still love to listen to your guys' podcast while I work and get excited when new episodes come out. Anyways, just wanted to let you guys know how much I appreciate the pod and wanted to encourage you to keep going. If it's not too long, you can read this on the pod if you'd like to. It's so good. The people have spoken. Thank <laughs> yes. you so much. We yeah. really appreciate that. I'm so glad that you're enjoying your job. That's a really cool job. I, yeah. I, I actually, I, I have a, a great appreciation for people who assemble furniture. It's just a skill that I do not possess. Yes, it is. I can't even build a chair. Whatever. You did fine. <laughs> you're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciate you. Uh, Ryan, Ryan H. <laughs> sent an email and it says, I've been listening for a while and I'm on season three. I've watched through the show many times. I have the DVD of Distant Lands. I didn't know they had DVDs of Distant Lands. Now I do. We should probably watch that at some point. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for I know, me. I know. You got to finish the original spoilers. series first. I, I know. And it makes me wonder if, uh, if Fiona Cake's going to have spoilers for oh you. Oh my gosh. Maybe you and Hunter just do it. Uh. You guys are best friends anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And they say, and I'm excited for Fiona and Cake on HBO Max, or I guess it's just Max now. I hope when Fiona and Cake comes out, you'll review it. Thanks. Sent by Rye. Rye, thank you so much. You're awesome. And wow, so you've watched the show through several times. Oh, that's really cool. So yes, we plan to cover Fiona and Cake as it airs. Yes, we do. Yep. Anything else with that? Damn the spoilers. We, we're doing it anyway. I'm excited. I think it'll be great. Me too. I'm re really, really excited. Some I love things me I'm some beefy and KK. Yeah, yeah. I've I've read somewhere that Fiona is 30 in the show. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Didn't expect that. All right. Our last one is from Kai M. You guys are baloo-baloo-bee. baloo Hello, Matt and Amy. I found your podcast about a month or two ago and have binged every single episode, and it's awesome. You got me to rewatch Adventure Time, and I'm so glad I do. Did. Words, <laughs> Amy. 
Your podcast has been the best podcast I've found in a while. Oh, Amy, I'm you. sorry, but I'm team no-no forever. Woo. That's okay. We all can't be great. <laughs> um, I'm not able to write a review, but if I could, I'd give you many one- zeros behind a one out of ten. Thanks. That's sweet. Yeah. I love the little side conversations. It makes me feel like I'm talking right with you. That is literally like our goal. We want our fans to know that we admire and care for them. And so we really try and create a space where people can feel their authentic authentic selves. Absolutely. Not that relevant, but I wanted to share that I'm turning 13 on Friday the 13th. Oh, no way. That's so cool. That's great. I didn't really have a favorite episode, but from all the episodes you guys have done, I really like... Either Shh or Dungeon Train. I like Dungeon Train. That was a good one. Yeah, me too. I love your podcast, and I hope uh, that continues. Sincerely, Kai. P.S. Here are some Adventure Time drawings I've made. And that's some more drawings that I'm going to be putting up on social media this Sunday. Rad. So everybody's got to check it out because it's awesome. Thank you so much for the drawings. Thank you for the email and Team No-No Forever. Um, Mm. Also, I'm super jealous that... You're born on a 13th because I love Friday. The, as you know, I love spooky crap. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with the Friday 13th movies this year. Friday 13th is going to be in October. So it's like having two Halloweens in one it's month. It's so great. I'm so excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Guess what? What? You've made it through another episode of Oh My Glob and Adventure Time podcast. We did it. We did it. Yay. Yay. So if you want to contact us, you can leave a voicemail at 216-260-GLOB or 216 216- Two six zero two four five six two. Yes. Or leave a voicemail on the Anchor.fm app. You can reach us on the social medias at Omeglob oh Podcast on Twitter and Facebook, and Omeglob oh Pod on Insta. You can also email us at Omeglob oh Podcast at gmail.com. And please do. We're loving getting back to everybody recently. It's been a blast. It is. Um, don't forget to submit your music, even if it's acapella. Matt will jazz it up. Yes, I will. And. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The musical episode. We, we had more to say about that one. We've gotten enough submissions recently that we could pull off the full all music episode. That's awesome. And I'm going to force Amy to sing a song on that one. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be awesome. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll do the Susan Strong song. Who I knows? like that song. So with that said, I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Your love is not enough. <laughs>